Hello and welcome to The Witch Source. I'm Whitney. And I'm Courtney. And we are The Witch Source. And we are going to talk about Beltane because it's right around the corner on May 1st. So just a few days away. Yes, yes. Uh, so Beltane is a fire and fertility festival. And since it is a Celtic, uh, was started with the Celtic people uh, and as a Celtic festival, um, they looked at days from sundown to sundown. That's how they counted days. So their activities in the festival actually begins at sundown on April 30th and lasts through sundown on May 1st. So that is traditionally how it's celebrated. I didn't I didn't find that in my research yeah um, so it's and it is um, opposite of Samhain aka Halloween on the wheel of the year so um, there's a few similarities between the two they're both uh, celebrated with community bonfires um, and Beltane is a festival of the living and is also um, supposed to be when the veil is thin between the fae folk, a.k.a. the fairies, which everybody knows I love, um, and humans, the world of the living, where, you know, at Samhain, it's um, a time that we honor the dead and the veil between the living and the dead is thin. So mm -hmm. I thought that that was interesting, some of the... Um, comparisons there um, right. and let's see uh, okay it's traditionally celebrated with a maypole which you'll be talking about in a little bit um, mm -hmm. feasting dancing singing and of course the bonfire um, and here in the states it's now called May Day right go ahead well I was going to say and I know you know we in the states we have the tradition of leaving the May baskets. I don't think a lot of people yes. do that anymore. I don't think they do either. Um, but I did find it a lot uh, in um, in the research that I did. Uh, the May baskets were mentioned as well, and mainly it was mentioned as something that you can do to celebrate the day. Mm -hmm. So right, there's that. Okay, so I will run through uh, the correspondences and then we'll get into uh, some of the other fun stuff. Does that work? Sounds awesome. Okay. What'd you find? All right. So the theme of Beltane is uh, unity, partnership, fertility, and abundance. Um, the energy, of course, is romance, lust, and joy. Right. Um, there are several deities. So we have Flora and the Green Man. We mm -hmm. also have the May Queen, Stag Lord, Jack in the Green, um, as well as some additional goddesses are Aphrodite, which of course makes sense, uh, which I'll talk about in a little bit. Um, Artemis, uh, Danu, Diana, uh, Freya, 
uh, Rhiannon and Venus. And then some of the gods are, uh, additional gods are uh, Baal, Bellinus, Coronis, Cupid, which makes sense, Eros, um, Odin, and Pan. Odin. I find that yeah. one surprising. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So some of the colors <clears throat> that we have are green, white, rose pink, uh, orange, red, and yellow. And then, okay. yeah. Which makes sense because a lot of the flowers. Right, right. Which is interesting because when I found, was pulling the information for the maypole, it had said uh, green, red, white, and silver. Oh. So. So silver too. Nice. Yeah. Uh, crystals and stones. So we've got emerald, rose quartz, aventrine, uh, chrysophrase. Clear quartz, sunstone, orange calcite, malachite, uh, bloodstone, and sapphire. And of course, your magical creatures are the fairies. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, the season is technically spring, but the festival is all about um, invoking and inviting the season of summer to come in. Right. Right. Yeah. Cause, um, the, the, and one of the things that I had read that it, it was, um, bringing in that, you know, Bellinus needed help bringing in the summer. So you would have this whole festival. Mm -hmm. So lots of, you know, fun and, you know, all the activities needed for summer. Yes. And summer lots love. of, lots of frolicking. Lots of frolicking. <laughs> <laughs> Highly encouraged. Very encouraged. And it's also uh, the midpoint between the spring equinox and the summer solstice. So it makes sense that you're ushering in summer. Right. Uh, the moon phase is full, uh, which makes sense because uh, May 30th, when your activities would begin, we actually have a full moon this year. Oh. Mm-hmm. So that's fun. It's also uh, a solar eclipse. Oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. So lots of fun stuff going on. <laughs> it's also associated with the moon um, and the element fire, of course. Um, and the animals are cattle, which we'll talk about uh, in a minute, mm -hmm. goats and rabbits. Of course, the rabbits. Of course, the rabbits. Um, some herbs are frankincense, roses, lemon balm, lemon thyme, uh, regular thyme, oregano, uh, rue, a foxglove, and chive, lilac, peony, iris, pansies, and snapdragons. Um, and yeah, that's all of them. So, and uh, you know, like with the the lemongrass, you know, you, the citrusy scents, you know, that definitely mm -hmm. reminds you of summer. Yeah, definitely. And some of the foods are raspberries, strawberries, um, fresh field greens, and spring onions. <laughs> I'm I'm digging this. I'm liking it. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, 
let's see. Oh, the insect is the bee, which of course makes sense because it's pollinating all the goodness. Right. Um, so some of your magic to do, like good um, intentions for your magic um, for this time period, besides the fact that we're going to be having a full moon and anything having to do with the full moon, of course, um, makes sense. But uh, what would be extra potent would be anything for agriculture, creativity, fertility, lust, marriage, the other world or underworld, pleasure, psychic ability, purification, sensuality, any kind of sex magic or sexuality, mm -hmm. visions, warmth, use, youth, I'm sorry. Oh, I got a cough. Hold on. <coughs> <clears throat> All right. Uh, and while she's coughing um, <laughs> and taking a drink of water. Oh, poor Whitney. Oh, I feel so bad for her. Um, you know, this. why is it that during, you know, the, all the fertility and everything going around, you also get the seasonal allergies? And I think she swallowed wrong. So now she's having, oh, yep, I'm getting the knot that she did swallow wrong and trying to drink again. <laughs> oh, if you guys could see what I'm watching over here. I think I'm getting the quit making me laugh <laughs> as I see a tear running down her eye. Um, but um, yeah, definitely, you know, you've got all the summer love that's supposed to be happening. And what do you get to go along with that? runny and drippy eyes, runny noses, coughing, sneezing, and everything that you kind of really just want to avoid. Farting. This, and of course, my son's sitting right here giving me a hug. Good night. All right. And I think she's coming back. Here we go. Oh, so sorry. <laughs> that was fun. And we may or may not edit that out. Hopefully oh, we will gosh. edit that out. Uh. Yes. Can I get I can confirmation talk. from my edit crew? Yes. Yes. We will. I don't normally edit, but I will edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> and if she happens to leave this in and you're listening to it, I totally apologize for our un unprofessionalism and me trying to make up stuff on the spot. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh. In addition to, uh, let's see, hold on youth, uh, abundance, and prosperity, as well as beauty. And uh, one thing that I saw said that you can collect the dew on the morning of May 1st and use it for beauty spells. Uh, I did see that they would collect the dew uh, along had with a other plants, and they would wash their face with the dew. Right. And then you could add in your beauty spell while you're doing that. And then I did see a couple other things that you can do with the dew as well. Um, but one of the main things I saw was the the beauty spell. So mm -hmm. I thought that was interesting. Definitely. Okay. So what about what is Beltane? Okay. Well, I think we origin. found... Okay. In the origin. So... Let me just say what I found, and then you can say what you found, because it's interesting, because I think that we have, and actually, amongst all the different books that I use, which uh, 
for my research, which is one, two, three, four, five different books. Mm-hmm. Um, they all had a little bit different variation on this, which I found interesting. Um, I I can agree with that because I you know I know you research books, so I go and hit the internet and I research. Right you know, all of these different websites. And I do try to stick to, you know, scholarly ones um, right. on top of others. And um, yeah, there, there's not a lot of agreeance unless it's copying. And when you go through <laughs> and you hit all these different websites, you can see when the information's been copied. Yes, because it's sometimes word for word. Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, you didn't even try on that one. That's interesting. <laughs> you didn't even try. <laughs> no, it's about like when I'm, I'm doing my schoolwork. No lie. Saw this one lady got an entire answer from the internet, found the website that she'd gotten it from because I was, you know, researching and looking up stuff. I'm like, oh. I wanted to message her and be like, I see what you did there. Does it really work? <laughs> Apparently it does because she's still in the class. Oh, well, they totally works. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. So here's one that I've got as far as the word Beltane, that it comes from Welsh words tan, meaning fire, and bell, the name of the Welsh sky god. Combined, the words mean fire in the sky. And that is, you know, perfect for invoking the spirit of summer. Huh. All right. That is definitely different. Right. Right. Because I've got <laughs> that the words are Celtic with bell meaning bright one. And the ga- uh, it's the Gaelic word bell meaning bright one and the Gaelic word tain meaning fire. And together they make bright fire or goodly fire. Um, so that's, that really is interesting. And then also, if you look at it in Gaelic, it was saying that like in Scotland, um, I I guess it's Scotch Gaelic, um, they, their word for May is Kechan, which it's spelled C-E-I-T-E-A-N, but it's pronounced Kechan. Don't ask me how long it took me to find the pronunciation of that. (laughs) I found it, but that actually is their word for May. And, uh, and that's what they celebrate instead of Beltane. I guess they call it Kachon. And that's Scottish Gaelic. Gaelic. (laughs) Yes. Scottish Gaelic. Now I have Irish Gaelic calls the month of May. Beltane, but it's spelled mm-hmm. B-E-A-L-T-A-I-N-E. So it's crazy the <laughs> the differences. Yeah, it is. Uh so and back to so in one of my books, it has something similar to what you were saying. Um, but it's in this book, they're calling it La Beltane. And saying that the la is meaning day. Bell is to reference the god, uh, Bellinus, and then mm-hmm. the tain for fire. So right. they're saying it's, you know, day of this god and fire. So it's just, 
it's it's quite interesting to find all the different um you know ways that they uh, are are looking at this and um but i mean the pronunciations and and the, and the roots of it well i think you're kind of you're looking at a a, a practice that was celebrated um Back, you know, when Rome was conquering, you know, how many thousand, what's that's over 2000 years ago, because that was, I don't remember the, I don't remember the exact time period of when Rome conquered, but I know it 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 was a while before that. Right. It, it had to be during the time of Julius Caesar because Julius Caesar, uh, compared Bellinus to Apollo the son right. of, you know, the God, you know, God, it's, I can't even talk tonight. <laughs> <laughs> the God of the sun. So, but then we're trying to piece together and, you know, in modern times, we're trying to recreate or study what they did back then. Right. And, you know, it, it's, you're going to get information from all over the place. And especially, you know, if they were celebrating it in Ireland, England, Scotland, and yeah. probably across the different, um, you know, they are, they weren't all Celts. There were different, there were many tribes. Right. So they each probably had their own traditions and, and the ways of doing things. So, you know. Well, and I'm sure too that, being that it is the midpoint between the the spring equinox and the summer solstice, that it was celebrated in several different cultural cultures all around the world um, in different ways. Um, just being, you know, that we focus on, um, you know, mainly Northern European um, magic and old ways um, because that's, you know, our uh bloodline and and we actually just did our dna which is fun but um <laughs> so much fun mainly england and you know uh scotland ireland uh the northern areas and so that's the magic um you know and the history that we focus on which is also you know some of the roots of and the majority of the roots of uh, wicca as well so Right. I mean, they had a blending thanks to Crowley, um, who influenced all of that. But the majority of it, the bulk of it, um, you know, is the the European. What were we going to say? Sorry. Oh, I was going to say, you know, that that is purely that England considers that the one religion that they gave the world because it totally originated there in England. Right. With their, their peeps. Right. <laughs> um, so, another reference book here says um, that it is said to be one of the oldest known holidays. I did see that. Yes. So, you know, there again, you find, you know, where you can definitely have a big blending and mixing of uh, information. Okay. So where do you want to go next? So... So a part of Bellinus, um, you know, I think we had discussed that he needed assistance 
moving and bringing in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, where Julius Caesar did compare him to Apollo, Bellinus was not a sun god. And actually in the Celtic religion, they did not have a god of the sun. Mm. Um, they they did point that out, um, but that he was the god of light, health, and healing. And um, though he was said to drive a chariot carrying the sun's disc, which is why he became associated with the sun. Um, And his healing aspect is he's associated with healing waters, wells, and springs. So that's interesting. Did you find why? No, did you? Yes. (laughs) So this is Okay, do tell. Okay, so the Celts believed that by night, the sun traveled underneath the world to heat the waters in the thermal springs, uniting the energy of the sun with the healing properties of the water. So That's he was, cool. yeah. So they believe that the sun was going underground. So he was carrying it underground and heating all of those healing springs. Uh, so, uh, that's neat. Yeah. It kind of makes you think of um, uh, bath uh, in, in, uh, England, you know, they had the Roman bath, uh, built there. I want to go there. Yeah. I would love to go there as well. I think I am going there. Oh, look at you. I know. Um, okay. Yeah. So where do you want to go next? Uh, so. Oh, you know what? On that note, I can add. Oh, did you have any more to add on? Uh, Bellinus. No, go ahead. Okay, so um, there was a mention here um, that Bellinus is linked to the Celtic goddess uh, Bellissima, who is associated with the cosmos, the rivers, and the solar flame. Mm-hmm. And Bellissima shares many characteristics associated with the goddess uh, Bridget or Brigitte. Okay. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So they share a lot of the same characteristics but they are unique celtic deities um that are um and worship was not confined to one specific geographical area so Mm -hmm. there was kind of a mixing um along the celts of of where they were worshipped but both brigitte and uh bellissima are associated with healing water and fire same as um so I thought I that was if interesting. Was some mixing there. You know, they are so time. similar. Right. And being, you know, everything was um, through through talking about it, speaking it. Um, and that's how everything was passed down. I wonder if that's where some of that blending and mixing kind of took place. You know, it, it makes you it's interesting because you, so many, so much of the cultures from back then, it was uh, verbally passed on, and oral it did traditions. That's what I was looking for. Yeah, yeah <laughs> the oral traditions and how the traditions did travel, kind of yeah. like um, the one, uh, and I can't think of you. You made me think of it, but I can't think of the guy's name. But he was a scholar that um, actually found the correlation 
between the Bible's origin story in Samaria. And oh. I mean, he was like a Cambridge scholar uh, who had lost his job because they're like, you can't be teaching this. <laughs> you can't say but that. He, right. But I mean, he totally landed on top because he got another job at another university and continued his studies and like blew it out of the water. Oh, wow. But um, no, he's like, Bible's totally plagiarized from this Sumerian, you know, the cuneiform tablets that are older oh, than the Bible. Right. So, right, right. Uh, and you know, it, it's, it does travel and it yes. does kind of change. It makes me think of, um, you know, there's so many similarities between Roman gods and Greek gods. Yes. Yeah. Well, and then there's um, correlations too between you know these celtic deities and you know the roman and greek you know there there are so many that cross over even egyptian and um you know different asian deities they all have uh, a lot of similarities uh as well you know and i think we talked about um with the uh in bulk episode how a lot of these celebrations are so similar um and that the deities are so similar and they're celebrated mm -hmm. all across, you know, different areas of, of the world. And yet, you know, communication would have taken a long time. <laughs> to get right. Oh, definitely. I, I, I find the history portion of it fascinating. I do too. I do too. <laughs> We're probably boring people to death, but I do. I find it so fascinating. But, you know, learning the history of, you know, it's it's where we come from. You know, right. it's our ancestors' beliefs. Right. You know, those beliefs brought us to who we are today. Well, and it's like I say a lot of times when I'm doing the readings online, like, you know, what is it that you believe? What is it that you value? But why? Right. Why do you believe what you believe? Why do you value what you value? Is it just because somebody said, or does it really mean something to you? Do you understand it? Do you know the roots? Do you know the history? And, you know, when we're talking about magic, I so strongly uh, believe in magic. I love magic. I love all things magical. Um, but I want to know, you know, I don't want to I don't want to be ignorant to to the history and where it comes from and the roots because uh, because I do believe and value it so much um, in my life and my even in my day to day life. It is such a huge part of my daily life that I want to know. <laughs> I want to know why it works, uh, you know, and, and why I believe it. Right. I think that's uh, street epistemology. I think that's called where you know you go through and you actually question the why why do you believe what you believe and and you just keep you know you, you pretty much focus on a topic and keep asking the why and keep focusing on you know and see where it takes you and at the end if you've come out with a stronger and deeper belief then you've got valid reasons to believe what you believe but oh, if you absolutely. go through in the questioning and um, you come out and you're like, well, you know what? It kind of really doesn't make sense. Well, okay. Now evaluate what you're doing and make changes if necessary. Why don't I believe this? 
Right. You know? Oh, that's another thing. You can always change your mind on on what you believe. And when I've gone through and you know, really done that deep inner searching and asking that why, which I think is a huge part of, of spirituality. And, um, I definitely believe that's that magic in general is a very spiritual path and belief. You know, I changed a lot of what I believe. Oh, um, most definitely by deep diving. And, you know, I, tried to really question everything. Um, and so I changed my mind on a lot of things. I expanded um, my mind and belief on on a lot of things, which has done me a lot of good in my life. A lot of really good things have come from that. But, you know, questioning my beliefs, um, and it's part of that inner work. Um, and it is part of that spiritual path. And so I think, you know, learning the history of what it is that you believe and, you know, and, you know, really we're, we're trying to go as far back as we can. <laughs> right. Because I mean, honestly, I think if we look at it, we both maybe started with Wicca because right. that's kind of it, where everyone starts. Well, and it was the, the publications that were available. They paved the right. way for that. And, you know, internet wasn't really, Great, yeah, it wasn't a great resource at the time. It's nothing like it is now. Right. If you even had access to it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> if you had the patience to wait around to get the information to pop up, because right. Lord help. <laughs> somebody, you know, somebody get on the phone and kick your connection. And <gasps> yep. I was waiting game. an hour for that. The game over. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah, we both definitely have grown. And um, yes. so I, I, we've discussed the colors and when it is. So what else did you find? Okay, so here's some fun things. Um, it also, uh, Beltane also had, a, it was also uh, used for, it was a time of divination. <clears throat> so uh, the appearance of a white heifer at this time was considered very auspicious. Um, and it was considered, uh, well, and it was signified an assurance of human health as well as good health of the cattle. So <clears throat> that was interesting. Makes me wonder what kind of heifers they had back then. <laughs> Was it a heat? Because I used to have a, <laughs> I used to have a white heifer. So they're called Charlotte oh. heifers. Yes, and they are white. Nice. I think they can maybe be other colors, but you know. I want a oh. Highland coot. There was another one that I saw somewhere, um, and it had to do with uh, the rain and the weather. Let's see if I can find it. Ah, here we go. So the weather divination was also another one that was done on Beltane. So if there was frost on Beltane, it was interpreted as ominous, while a rainy day predicted good fortune and a bountiful harvest. Well, did we see what the weather's going to be for our Beltane? Well, I'm I'm hoping it's uh, nice and sunny since we're going to be at that uh, vendor event out at the uh, Pagan Pride Festival at Reedsville. So if anybody wants to come out and say hello, 
uh, on April 30th and May 1st, <laughs> we will be in Reedsville at the uh, Pagan Pride Festival. So what do we have? We have rain. We have rain on Beltane. Is it a lot we of rain? Um, looks like a little bit of rain in the morning. Okay. I can deal with that. That's perfect. That means good fortune and a bountiful harvest. So maybe it'll be a great event. <laughs> Let's hope so. <laughs> right. Come out anyways. We'll be there. Yeah. Come say your hi. Umbrella. Right, your right. umbrella and your shit kickers. Purchase not required. Just come say hello. We're not picky. <laughs> we just yeah. like to set people to talk to and and meet our our uh, listeners. And, oh yeah. And hear what you guys have to say. What you think? Okay. So let's see. Do you want to talk about some of the um, the traditions, and then I can talk about some magic. Sure. And then I can tell you about the festival that I found. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, all right. So traditions. So traditionally, it was uh, common for the entire community to put out all the fires. And then after the Beltane bonfire, they would all take a portion of that fire back into their homes to, uh, to use for kindling for Beltane. So they would relight the fires from their, you know, sacred bonfire. So I thought that was really neat. So you're kind of getting rid of the old and coming in with the new right, in a purified right. way. And it's supposed to be a purifying bonfire. So, you know, that was neat. Yeah. Um, it says it was also the time for weddings um, as it was the great wedding of the goddess and the god. It was a uh, popular time for pagan weddings, hand fastings, um, and the traditional betrothal where you, you're married for a, a year and a day. Mm, yeah. um, and then after the, you know, the year and a day, if, you know, the couple decided not to stay together, they could go their separate ways without recrimination. So, you know, you really got to try somebody out. I like that idea. I'm not going <laughs> to you know, I really think it's akin to people nowadays living together before they get married. I I did the first go around. I knew better. Shouldn't have married him. Shouldn't have committed. Well, same here. Same here. Right. <laughs> and then I did it again the second go around. You know, you know, I guess you could say we did the, you know, untraditional, traditional day in a year. Uh, <laughs> year in a day. And, uh, you know, it worked the second go around. So, well, I mean, you know, we've been together now four years engaged, right. not yet married. So we're doing it as well. But, you know, let's think about this. If the first go round for both of us, if we had had a hand fasting and we mm. lived with them for a year and a day and after a year and a day, we were given the option to bow out with no uh judgment right i would have taken it right i would have too i would have too if it's just like you know what our year and a day is up we're here in front of all the community and i'm just gonna be like you know what i changed my mind i want out and everybody be like okay she wants out done deal washed our hands of it moving on don't want to hear anything else about it like hello i would have totally have taken that option <laughs> after a year and a day 
It makes you wonder about any kids that might have been conceived during that time, though, and what would have happened, how they handled that. We should research that. I'm we should research talk. That. Yeah, I would like to know. I would like to know. That's like an to. interesting, like, what? how did they handle that back in the day? Was was there such a thing as child support? <laughs> right. <laughs> For their visitation did, rights. <laughs> did the guy get the kid? Because, you know, it was such a patriot. Well, I mean, not, not necessarily the Celtics. I don't know if they were, you know, a patriarchal society the way everything else is. Right. We should really research that because now I'm interested. Right. But heck yeah, I would have totally taken the out. So I like the idea of the hen fasting. I like it. <laughs> so then I found um, both the young and the old, whether hand fasted or not, went a maying. And it's a maying. Mm. And a uh, couple spent the night in the woods and fields, made love, and brought back armfuls of first May or hawthorn blossoms to decorate their homes and barns. Hawthorn was never brought into the home except for at Beltane. At other times, it was considered unlucky. And that's where I had found that the young women would gather the dew to wash their faces. And they also made the flower they crowns. They probably needed to wash their faces. Yeah, they did. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, they also made the flower crowns and May baskets to give as gifts. But everyone was free to enact the sacred marriage of goddess and God. And there was an acceptor tradition of Beltane babies arriving nine months later. Mm. A bunch of Beltane babies. I have to. So again, what happens to the babies? <laughs> right. I mean, was it just, or was it just like a community thing where everyone really you kind know, of raised the kids? That's what I'm thinking. It was probably very much one of those that takes a village. I was going to say that. Get out of my head. Takes <laughs> the village. I really think that um, that was probably uh, a thing. So, yeah. So those would have been January babies. Oh, okay. I just did um, the math. So I have a tradition that kind of runs along the lines of some of that. Mm -hmm. um, so here's one that I found. Uh, so it says, traditionally, two babies, one of each sex, were selected annually to be trained for the roles of the stag lord and the May Queen. Mm -hmm. So when they were babies, they were chosen on Beltane. Yeah. And then their time came at the age of 14. So when they turned 14, um, the boy was to play his role of the stag lord and run with a deer. At some point, the dominant, the dominant buck um, or the great stag of the herd would sense the intruder, and it was up to the stag lord to overcome him. Returning victorious and undamaged, the stag lord then mated with the May Queen in symbolic consummation of the marriage between the god and goddess. Um, you know, because this is one of the times where um, the maiden um, form of the triple goddess and the matured horn god would come together um, and, you know, have their uh, consummation of their, their marriage at this point. Um, so that's also a portion of this. 
Are you saying the 14-year-old girl was the May Queen? Yes. And it would consummate the marriage between the god and the goddess, bringing fertility to all of the lands around them. Now, I don't think they probably really went through with the whole act. I'm sure it was like, I feel like it's, it was like hoping. a play. Okay, maybe I'm highly hoping that it was like more of a play that was done. I mean, let's performed. be honest. Let's be honest. Back then, you know, 14, you were probably considered a woman. I mean, if you look at, you know, even in, you know, early England, the life expectancy was like, you know, late 30s, early 40s. Right, so, but here again, being that it's Celts and in the, in the, in the, you know, with their traditions and stuff, you've got um, the hand fasting and, you know, all this stuff where it's very much you're free to choose and you're, you're free to go frolic in the woods at night um, at Beltane and all of this. This almost feels like an arranged marriage being that they were chosen at, as babies. Um, so that's why I don't feel like it would have been a whole thing where they had to actually perform the act because arranged marriage doesn't really fit in with what we've studied and researched so far with their, their traditions. Yeah. But given that, you know, their freeness and openness towards the relations, you know, and, and you know, pretty much hippie, free love, all of that, you know, right. it so what doesn't if this, seem... Well, what if this May Queen that was chosen as a baby was like, I ain't feeling that, and I ain't trying to do that. <laughs> Maybe it was considered such a gray high, you know, honor that you're like, <laughs> I'm the May Queen this year. Okay. Maybe. So. I mean, I think we will agree absolutely. to disagree since it's not clear. We will agree to disagree. And I will happily believe that nothing was forced, that it was like a play that they performed. <laughs> and you can believe what you want. And we will let other people decide for themselves how that went down. <laughs> let us know in the comments. What are your thoughts? Yeah, what we would happened? love to know. What do you think happens? Settle our debate. <laughs> I don't think anybody's going to change my mind on this because I prefer to live by my happy world of it was a beautiful play that was watched and much celebrated. And oh, no, no, that. no. We're going to do a poll. We're going to do a poll. And it's going to be, you know, I agree with Courtney or I agree with Whitney and majority wins. Oh, my Both goodness. Vote <laughs> for Courtney. All right. Did you talk about the livestock yet? No. Or am I skipping you go ahead. ahead? I think did you were you skipping have... ahead. No, you go ahead then. You, you you go ahead. What did you have next? Okay. I had the Maypole. Hmm. Um, I mean, which everyone That's knows. very important. Right. I think a lot of people know what a Maypole is. Um, I don't know how I don't know how common they are nowadays or if it's That's you know a, different. Some communities. people might not know. Right, honestly. right. Um, well, it is a phallic pole made from birch. It was inserted into the earth, representing the potency of the god. And the ring of flowers at the top of the maypole represented the fertile goddess. Uh, and then it had the many different colored ribbons. And that's where um, the colors that I had found 
um, the green, red, and it's a white or a silver could be used. Um, the green represents represents the growth, abundance, and fertility. Mm-hmm. The red represented the strength, vitality, passion, and vibrance. And the r- white represented um, cleansing and clearing and the power to disperse negativity. I think um, it will be interesting to see, being that those are the colors that are chosen for the maple, um, mm-hmm. and saying why, because those three colors I typically associate with Yule, mm-hmm. uh, red, Ooh, green, yeah, and right. white, silver. So I think it'll be interesting when we get to the Yule episode, what the representation is there and if it's the right. same or, you know, different because those definitely, those colors definitely say Christmas to me and Yule. Oh, definitely. <laughs> but then, you know, the the ribbons would be attached at the top of the pole and you would um, weave them in a dance symbolizing the spiral of life and the mm-hmm. union of the goddess and God and the union between earth and sky. I, I have so, here that yeah. it went in a clockwise motion, the stance. Okay, I didn't see that. It was danced in a clockwise motion, um, the direction of the sun's journey across the face of the earth. So I thought that it would go both directions because you would weave in between. You know, I guess it depends on the dances. You know, I didn't look up what the, there might be different dances. Cause I think you're right. Like how we were brought up here in the States, there were like two groups and they went in different directions. Right. You would kind of weave yourself around each other as you were, you know, going opposite directions, kind of like going around the traffic cones in a figure eight style. Right. So that's, that's interesting. So it makes me wonder, um, being that I found it in this one book that if there aren't different, maybe styles or ways of doing that and maybe, maybe that's the most common one, or Mm -hmm. I know that's the one that we learned growing up. Right. So, and then I I find that interesting. We're also looking at an ancient, ancient tradition where true. (laughs) We've gone as far back as we can go (laughs) on getting this information. Um, So what do you have? I also, okay. I also had that the pole maintained its reign in the center of the village until it was replaced the following year, at which time it was split into logs to fuel the new Beltane fire. Oh, yeah. I found that interesting. Neat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you guys hear my dog whining? She's, I think she's got arthritis and she's in a little bit of pain today. Aww. It's been raining. Oh, yeah. I'm just I know. a lot of pain. <laughs> right. <laughs> I feel you, puppy. She's been given her Tylenol. Poor thing. All right. So what else did you have? Uh, that's all I found on the Maypole in tradition. So what did you find? Um, that's all I had uh, pretty much on the Maypole. I mean, it's still celebrated today. There was um, a little bit about some of the uh, different woods that could be used. Uh, like the birch was one and ash 
uh, was one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think pine might have been one of the others that that were used um, for the maypole. And then in some traditions, a wreath was hung at the top of the maypole to also symbolize the um, the the goddess and that receptive energy. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, that goes along with the the ring of flowers. I mean, that's that's a wreath, the ring of flowers at the top. Well, and it's it's funny because in some in some drawings and stuff, um, you see the maypole and there's just flowers sitting on top, and then in other representations, there's an actual wreath that sits at the top. So. Mm-hmm. And there again, it probably was celebrated in different ways across, you know, the different, um, what do we call them, tribes? <laughs> right. Communities, you know. tribes. Right. So um, I know in the Wiccan deck that I have by uh, Raven Grim Rossi, mm-hmm. they have um, the wreath at the top, um, an actual wreath and then the ribbons coming down. So, but then in some of these drawings and some of the books that I've seen, it was just, um, just flowers at the top. So I guess it could be either way. Yeah. Um, and I think those are also, de- the maples are also depicted in some of the tarot cards, aren't they? I thought. I don't know. Cause I, I am not all that well versed at tarot cards. Not really my thing. Um, Okay, so the other thing was uh, livestock were driven between the two bonfires during the festival um, as a measure to protect them from disease for the coming year. And Mm -hmm. also the frail and sick walked between the fires to obtain the sun's healing blessings. Mm -hmm. Um, And then uh, in some areas they traveled to um, the different healing wells, um, you know, and those healing bodies of water and the well and the different wells, like actual water wells, um, okay, where like healing was, and that goes back to what we were talking about with the healing and the water and the fire, um, of the different uh, gods and and goddesses, and you know how all that kind of ties in. But yeah, there were some trips to the wells that were were done as well. Um, um, and I think that's really the most of what I had as far as, you know, some of the traditions and stuff that were done. Um, so some ways today that you can celebrate, um, May Day or Beltane, um, mm-hmm. you, you can make floral wreaths to hang on your, uh, door. Um, you can do your own bonfire or light a fire in your fireplace. You can do your own maypole. And then I thought this one was interesting. Um, One book mentioned having breakfast for dinner. To invoke- Breakfast for dinner? Yeah, having breakfast for dinner to invoke fertility and blessings from the sun god. (laughs) I thought that was interesting. That's interesting. Right? I like that one. Yeah. So, um, as I said before, it is a great day for doing love spells, 
and mm-hmm. beauty spells, but it's also a really good day to do um, abundance and prosperity spells. So there is that. Um, also, some people, people will. Go ahead. I was going to say, and some people still do the May baskets. Yeah. Where you just leave them on somebody's door. Yeah, the May baskets. Um, some people hang uh, ribbons with um, their prayers or wishes, and they'll tie these ribbons on their trees or bushes. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that was another one. Um, that there were um, bushes where they would celebrate, or they would um, not celebrate, but it was, um, it's called a May bush. Uh-huh. So they would decorate a bush with ribbons and brightly col- colored uh, fabrics and blossoms. And that it was a uh, still widely done in Ireland um, but they would gather the flowers and all the different stuff and they would pick a bush and it was called a May bush. I want to say that I read somewhere that I don't know if it was during Austria or um, Beltane where you do you tie the ribbons with like uh, the wishes or what have you onto um, a tree and then use that for Yule, your Yule log that you burn. Oh. So I wonder if you would do the same thing for this as well. Right. Like maybe use the same tree throughout the year for the different celebrations. I kind of like the idea. I do too. I do too. Well, I don't like the idea of cutting down the tree, honestly. You can come get a log from my wood pile. (laughs) <laughs> but, you know, being if that that's how they did things back then, you know, I like the idea for back then. <laughs> well, okay, so if you wanted to get maybe a stick and use that as your bush and decorate your bush, and then we, we could bring it over and we could burn it in our hearth fire for hmm. you all. Yeah, that's that's a good idea. Okay. I like that idea. I like it. I like it. Um, so did you have anything else? Um go ahead. Okay. Um well I was researching and I found that there is a Beltane Fire Festival. And um it has been happening since 1988 and they have actually involved some historians to try and make it as accurate as possible so they meet on calton hill i'm not sure i think it might have been in scotland um or maybe in in england i know it's it's over that way because they said that um i think they're associated with um the college in edinburgh okay so um but they meet at the hill and then they proceed anti-clockwise around a path. The procession is headed by the May Queen and the Green Man and followed by a cavalcade of characters linked to them in their journey. 
So I think that that might be the um, the the stag uh, that you yes. were talking about. The stag lord. And, and mm -hmm. the other people, the other people that are, you know, associated with, with them follow them uh, on their journey. But they meet groups along the path that are meant to either help or hinder their process to mm -hmm. getting to the center and the top of the hill, you know, this hill. And then it says, after a staged performance, the May Queen and Green Man spark the birth of summer by lighting the large bonfire. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards, they have like, you know, a kind, you know, dancing and kind of celebration. And then they all part ways. Nice. So I thought that that was really neat. That is neat. Very interesting. So I think it's interesting it, that they help or hinder. <laughs> right, right. And it is open to the public. So, oh. you know, if you're ever over there, you know, and it happens to be on Beltane, you can, you know, head over that way and, and watch this, you know, it really has become, you know, a, a tradition there. You know, this has been going on since 1988, um, you know, and they're trying to honor, you know, the old ways while, right. you know, I think it's religious in a sense, it's um, educational, it's, mm -hmm. you know, because that, that is, the history of that country, right? You know, being brought to life. That's cool. I do really like that. So I did find uh, in this in this book on constructing a maypole that there are two dances. Okay. Yeah. One, you just go in a circle, um, mm -hmm. and you can, you know, change directions if you choose, which would unwind. I guess to make it go longer, like you unwind a little bit and then you wind back up. Um, but it says that you, you go in a circle and then there is a second type of May dance that requires um, a more complex choreography, which would be the weaving. Mm -hmm. So yes, there are two. So that was good to know. You know, you said the weaving and the unweaving that reminds me of uh... Do you remember when we went to Texas and we learned the original Cotton Eye Joe in Texas? Where, oh, you know, you go forward for so long and then you wind up going backwards, but everyone dances in a circle. I don't remember, but that's been a long time ago. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yes, I don't remember it. All righty. Never mind. I remember it. And I try and get people to do that up here. And I'm like, why will none of you listen to me when I'm trying to show you the proper way to do this dance? <laughs> You're all driving me insane. I just want to do the Cotton Eye Joe properly. So I did find um, another little interesting thing. Uh, I, I just, it's got so many really rough words that I know I'm going to completely slaughter, but uh, I will just say that I'll, I'll give a brief little thing. The Germanic people refer um, to Beltane um, as, oh, I'm going to totally slaughter this. 
I, I was not good in my German class. Um, <laughs> Walper Gishnik. I'm sure the W's pronounced with a V. Oh, you're just wanting me to make it say me make make me say it again, aren't you? <laughs> a little bit. Uh, Val Val <laughs> There we go. Okay. So on this day, all of the witches would gather on the Brocken, which is the highest peak of the Hearts Mountains, um, for their revels. At the summit of the Brocken, there was reputed to be a spring and on a consecrated altar used in the witches' ceremonies. As late as, as late as 1751, the summit of the Brocken was referred to as witches' ground and was even indicated on some German maps by the inclusion of flying witches who were reputedly fly on broomsticks, instilling fear and terror into those who were not of their kind. The Beeson is a highly charged emblem of sexuality as it resembles, okay, the union of the male and female genitalia, which we talked about on our Beeson episode, that it uh, was a symbol of the unity of the god and goddess. Okay, so the... Uh, the Jewish describes the lively rites in this excerpt from Faust. The witches ride to the Brocken's top. The stubble is yellow and green is the crop. There gathers the crowd for carnival or carnival. Then honor to whom the honor is due. Dame Bodu. Maybe it's Baobo. Mm-hmm. Dame Baobu first to lead the crew, a tough old sow and the mother thereon, then follow the witches, everyone. Uh, the reference to Babu alludes to the mourning of uh, Demeter at the loss of her daughter Persephone. Be I'm probably saying this wrong and I apologize. Um, Bebu was the only one who had the ability to console the goddess in her profound grief. Um, Bebu's levacious appearance, she is usually depicted as a walking female torso with breasts for eyes, her navel as her nose, and genitalia for her mouth, lifted Demeter's spirits. So, anyway, that's a little expert there, but excerpt, but. I think it's interesting. It would be interesting to look up the witch's ground and, you know, this ritual that took place um, at the summit of the Brocken on Belting. So um, there, I just saw this the other day and it's, I'm, I'm um, It's the Wolfshagen, I think, Wolfshagen witches uh, in Germany, witches, and they've got a website. So essentially these witches, they do, um, they all dress up in the traditional witches garb, you know, what you think of the witches. Mm -hmm. um, and it's actually that movie that you were telling me about on Netflix that was like dubbed horribly. Do you remember that? Was it you that would know? Yes. The, the Little Witch. 
the or something little like that, witch. little little witch uh-huh. or something like that. And, and it's it's done in a different the, language. Yeah, it's I done in a different language, and you could tell that that the mouth doesn't line up with the uh, the English. <laughs> right, but they all look like the traditional witches, green faced or you know ugly nosed, and you know yeah, uh, you know the hats, and then they and the go to the top of the and the brooms and they go to the top of the mountain and they do the dance around the bonfire at the top of the mountain. Yes. And then, um, so I don't know if you've, you don't go on Facebook, uh, as much. I watch, you know, a lot of the, the videos cause they're fun, you know, right before you go to sleep. <laughs> but I think it's, um, Witches of Superior Wolf Shagen Hexenbrut Witch Dance. But if you go and look up the uh, Wolf Shagen Hexenbrut uh, witch, witches, they they do dance in different areas and they do have a website. They, you know, go to different events, but they also dance on top of the mountain. They still do that. So they but- still do what this is talking about. Uh-huh. They still oh, cool. do that. Um, but they will travel to festivals. They will go to your events and they will do their dances, you know, hmm. for, you know, all these different things. And and it's fun to watch. Um, I've seen a couple of their videos and I'm like, oh, what is that? That would be so much fun. And, oh, cool. you know. Yeah, so so do they do it on Beltane still? I think they do. I was trying to find the website, but the website's in German. And then you have to get it, you know, on Google translated. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I had actually found it and I can't find it right now. I'm actually on the internet and I am trying to find the website, but all I'm pulling up is are the witches and their dancing, you know, the YouTube videos. Yeah. Oh, well, that's cool. Yeah. I want to check it out. That sounds fun. So much that would fun. be fun. I would love for um, to know if there's any covens um, in North Carolina that that do that. That would be really neat. Mm. We could go see them. That would be neat, especially you know we have the mountains here. Um, yeah, and I know, you know, um, I think in Ash, it's Asheville, right? It's outside of Asheville. It's like between it's between Asheville and Boone. Uh, Grandfather Mountain. Are oh, you yeah, Grandfather yeah. Mountain, because I was thinking Grandfather Mountain, because that's where I just know that a lot on, of people meet. at at uh at Samhain Halloween, there's a group of witches that get together and do a dance up that way in the mountains. Oh, yeah, that's probably they. That's they. It's such a great place for gatherings because they do have flat spots and everything, right? To and that's where they have the Highland Games. Oh, okay. We need to nice. go. We we should go. We should go. And, and we should take videos and post them on the page. Yes. I just want to go to the Highland Games and watch the men in kilts. <laughs> you and men in you guys, my husband found out that he's like <sighs> 2% Scottish. We all did our DNA stuff. And I'm like, see, you're Scottish. You can wear a kilt. And get away with it. <laughs> You know, there are a lot of black-headed uh, Scottish men with brown eyes. They don't all have red hair. Put the kilt on. Put the kilt on. Put okay. the kilt on. 
Um, oh, okay. So here's the thing on the may do. Um, so mm. I know that you, we could, you could collect the may do for, um, the beauty spells and to wash your face. Um, but may do was believed to, um, be especially powerful for holy water and was sprinkled about the home to ensure good fortune, health, and happiness. Today, in some group rituals, the sacred fire is made to dance. Oh, okay, and then they're also talking about um, the Beltane fire. Sacred fire mm -hmm. is made to dance um, in a spiral in honor of the Beltane purification rites. So um, that's, you know, you could go dance around your Beltane fire. But it was, it's also a time for purification as well. Um, this says that tying a wand of Rowan and hanging it above the door um, uh, with red string or ribbon, um, you hang it above your bedroom door for protection. Mm -hmm. um, and also uh, ashes from the Beltane fire were placed on the forehead to purify the body and bring good luck, which reminds me of Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday. I was going to say, so I wonder if that came is from where Ash Wednesday came from. Yeah. Or yeah. if. Well, you know, this is older, so. That would be yes. true. So I think they probably collected Ash Wednesday from from this ritual because it's you know we're right here right after easter right so it makes sense the timing would not be that far off for it to be adopted as this a is, easter this is tradition true. wow just one more thing you know right right yeah oh. but yeah putting the ashes really on the forehead to purify the body and bring good luck mm -hmm. You know, it really makes you wonder, um, you know, when you're diving in and studying the history, you know, what, you know. All was borrowed. What, <laughs> yeah, what isn't borrowed? But, yeah. Right. Okay, so, again, I know I've said it's a great time for magic, but really it is. It's a great time for spells for self-esteem and self-love. Um. But also, Beltane occurs when the sun is in the earth fixed sign of Taurus. So any magic done during Beltane will last and work hard for a long time, making okay. it an excellent time of the year for prosperity work and adding to the stability of your lifestyle and also making those needed repairs around your home. So what you're saying is that, you know... I need to get on the ball and be prepared. Yes. Yes. We've actually because been doing some been... small things to the home, our home as well, especially outside, getting everything cleaned up and ready for summer. Yeah. Heath was saying today that, you know, he wants to go through and actually finish the, you know, 50 projects we have started <laughs> around the house that have never been fixed. Never fixed never finished right yeah so there i found a lot of um different rituals and stuff but they're very very long they're way too long to go into to here and um, they're very very detailed um right but uh 
So some ideas, um, some further ideas for your magic. Um, you could do your ritual and your magic outdoors near a living tree. Um, mm -hmm. And if that's not possible, you can bring in a small potted tree or plant um, and do a potted plant um, and have that by your rituals when you're doing your magic. Um, you can use a dark green altar cloth and decorate with flowers. Um, you can anoint green candles with uh, floral scented oil and place them in flower covered candle rings. Mm -hmm. um, and then here's a mixture for some Beltane incense, which I found interesting because I have not seen this before, but it's a mixture of crushed almonds, frankincense, and rose petals. And that's, a, you said an incense? Yeah. So you would crush it all up with your um, mortar and pestle and, and then put it probably on those charcoal discs Okay. to burn it. Um, but it's about I how burnt almonds. I wonder how burnt almonds smell. You know, that's what I was thinking. I think it would be interesting to try it. Well, I will let you try that. I don't have any charcoal <laughs> discs. <laughs> um, and then it's, if you're somebody that does a circle, or if you decide to do a circle for your, um, to cast a circle for your Beltane ritual, um, you can mark the perimeter with flower petals. Okay. And then this other thing says, um, instead of using your wand to cast a circle, if you use your wand, I prefer to use my athame. Um, but if you, you know, instead of using your wand to cast a circle, you could use a, a bouquet of flowers. Oh. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cute. Springish. Yeah. So, yeah. So anyway, that's that's all I had and found. Um, I'm sure there is lots, lots more that we did not find, but uh, you know, I think I think we did. I think we did pretty good. Um, you know. Yeah, I think you know when you're weeding through. You know. That's the thing. Weaving through so much yeah. information. What sounds like complete BS compared to, you know, what right. it's it's all over the place. Right. Because a lot of that stuff you're like, uh, that doesn't sound right. Or even some stuff, you know, you gotta trust your intuition, right? That's what I always say, right. especially on the lives. You've got to trust your intuition, you gotta go with those gut feelings. And sometimes, you know, I find stuff and read stuff, I'm sure you're the same way, that are just like, mm, that doesn't feel right. Right. And it tends to be when I go to some of the websites where they're like, hey, you know, I, the Not ones that are you filled know, they, with all the ads for tarot readings and <laughs> psychic readings but not and other lie. stuff. Our, I mean, like if you look at our website, you know, we, we try and give good information. But, yes. you know, those are the sites that I'm trying to avoid because, you know, where did they get their information from? I don't want, you know, what somebody's either made up or, you know regurgitated from somebody else. I want to go to a good reliable. I mean, I go and look at the, you know, Cambridge library, you know, right. I'm, I'm looking for, you know, no, give me history. Give me facts. Give me good details. I want to, I am a scholar. 
Well, not that I'm totally knocking the sites that have a bunch of ads and stuff, but a lot of times the information is regurgitated from other sources. And a lot of times I feel like anyway, there is some made up stuff thrown in there just to fill in some gaps. Right. And that's something that, you know, I know when we're sitting there, you know, they look like our website, but I mean, we are trying to give, and there are a lot of great websites that, you know, are similar to ours that have great resources. And you know how, you know, you can look up snippets when you're looking up a, you know, a topic, you can get snippets kind of what's in there, you know, and, you know, if it looks like, okay, now this is looking pretty credible here. I'll definitely go in and like, no, this person's like right on. It's corresponding to, you know, what I saw in this other, you know, scholarly site. So I, I do like using those websites, um, you know, because you can tell the people are really dedicated to their craft and wanting to put out good information. So, you know, I'm not discrediting anyone's site uh, or, or, you know, or pushing one over another, but, you know, definitely do your homework and, you know, research. Don't believe everything that you read and, you know, do your research. Don't take it at Sorry. face value. Are you saying you're knocking our own website because we don't have EDU on the end? No, I said that there are <laughs> lots that are like ours that have what does great that mean? information. I, what does that I mean? Know. I don't understand what you're saying. That there are some sites, you know, okay, so if you're a dedicated, you know, a pagan site, you're all going to, we're all going to list information. Some are going to be great and they're going to post, you know, actual stuff that they've worked really hard to research and they're going to post great information. Others don't. You know, they, they don't put, you know, it, it is the, yeah, no, that doesn't sound right. You know, that, you know, this feels made up. It's not jiving with anything else that I found and researched. I don't know where this person, there's nothing cited. You know, I don't know where they're getting their stuff from. Um, so when, when you are researching, you know, if you do want to find out more information, don't overlook the sites, but don't, you know, you don't always have to take everything at face value that everything is factual. This is scholar in me coming out again. I'm sorry. Okay. Was you a scholar in a past life? I think I was. No, it's me being uh, my connection to everything history and everything old. And, you know, I guess in my past life, I, I was that. And I'm like, these people are getting it wrong. <laughs> What are they saying? Okay. Well, I have decided to start putting some of the information from our podcast episodes on the website for those who would rather read rather than listen or want to have a reference to go back to. So on that note, uh, I need you to send me all your different references so I can add them to the bottom of the post I will. to make our site credible <laughs> and you're oh, knocking all right. the no, I At least I can tell you. people where our information is coming from. I will list all five, six books that I have and the websites that you found your information from. See, that, that makes me happy. Okay. See, I'm that glad that makes, makes you happy. happy. 
we could have had this whole conversation not on a podcast. And now you guys get a glimpse into what our lives are like in our daily conversations where I suddenly find out that she takes issue and wants to bash our website. And I'm like, wait a minute. I did I it. I that did website. It. And mm-hmm. I put out the information that's on that website. So I need to know what the problem is here, sister. No, I said it wasn't. I said they look like our website, but they're not our website. You see what I put up with? You guys clearly heard <laughs> that I was like, you know, all the, pa- you know, all websites. I guess I'm like, almost. what do you mean looks like our website? I, our no, website you- is pretty pretty straightforward and to the point you got your your options at the top okay you people out there listening they i would greatly like appreciate any feedback <laughs> that you can give on our website because i will be more than happy to make changes to it because um, i do design it myself we do not we do not have a web designer so you let me know what i need to do to make the website better um, and i will <laughs> gladly make those changes let me just say uh, uh, I'm more than happy to do that. And I will add all the references to the bottom of the post. So you know where the information is coming from and you can go buy the books if you want to. I feel like this um, took a turn and I stuck my foot in my mouth. Somewhere that is not uncommon. Conversation. <laughs> when I was just trying to say that- I think you just did that on the phone yesterday. So... That is not uncommon. No, I did do that. Oh my God, I did do that yesterday too. too. And I don't mean to do it. You do it it all the time. I do. It sounds good in my head when I think it, but I think there's a disconnect disconnect between the brain and the mouth, people. I'm sorry. Mouth, word, hard, talk, difficult, brain, (laughs) no function. I'm going to shut up now. Tell them, tell them where they can find us, Whitney. Okay. So if you're still listening at this point, <laughs> you have not turned us off yet. <laughs> I'm just being honest. Uh, okay. We are on Facebook. You can look for The Witch Source. Uh, we also have a wonderful group we would love to have you in on um, Facebook. It's called The Witch Source Society. Uh, we're also on Instagram. Just look for The Witch Source on YouTube, The Witch Source. We would love for you to like, follow, subscribe, share, all that good fun stuff. Um, you can uh, obviously find this podcast wherever you're listening to it, but we are on um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, Radio, uh, Pandora, uh, Amazon, Audible podcast. Um, you can Pretty find and listen to our podcast on YouTube. Uh, so you can share this podcast, which we would absolutely love with your with people you think would like it, and leave us a review, which we would love. Now, go ahead. I was going to say, pretty much, if you can't find us at a place where you listen to podcasts, let us know. We'll get in there. Oh, that's true. Yes, if if we are not somewhere, let us know. Um, it's the witch if you're on a podcast where you can't find us please let us know how you found us well <laughs> it could be on, on YouTube there. well true, true very true but we are on YouTube all the episodes are on YouTube so people could be listening there that might be an option this is um, true <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. Uh, am I missing anything? Oh, duh. Go check out the website. Hello. We've been talking about it. It's thewitchstores.com. <laughs> we didn't tell yes. them what, what the website was. Um, but you can shop for your witchy supplies and fun stuff. We've got private readings on there. We've got, if you click on Book of Shadows, that's where you'll find um, the blog posts. I'm also starting to build a collection of crystal and herb correspondences and uses as um, I go through them on the Friday Witchy Talks. Um, if you don't know what the Witchy Talk is on Friday, uh, Friday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern time, I go live on Facebook and YouTube and in the group. Um, and we do card pulls. I talk about a topic and I share a crystal and an herb of the week. Um, and then all of that can be found on the website. So you can go there to reference it. And are we going to be doing a discount code for Beltane? We sure can. All right. Discount code Beltane, 10% off. Check us out on the website for all our magical products. Okay, I will go make that coupon code before we post this episode. <laughs> oh, and by so the way, if... to make you feel good, I do list the references for the crystal information on the crystal post. So I will go add the reference for where I get the herb information. On the and if you're still with us and you listen to everything and Whitney did not do the editing, totally apologize for all of my ineptitudes. <gasps> oh, oh man, yeah. I totally forgot. I am supposed to edit. I'm glad you said something about that. Oh, you're welcome. I guess so at this point, just this leave it in. out. Right. So <laughs> just leave it in. <sighs> Yeah. Our editing game isn't strong. Come laugh with no. us. I, I really don't edit. We really just throw it up there as is. <laughs> because that's us. And that's you us. are truly listening to conversations that we have every day. Yes, that's very true. Very, very true. Okay. So if you're still listening, we appreciate you greatly, let me just say. Um, totally. And if you're local, we hope you'll come say hello this weekend. Um, we hope you enjoy Beltane. If you're in the group, we are making besoms for Beltane tomorrow in the group. I hope you'll come join us. And um, yeah, check out the Wiki She Talks on Fridays. And on Mondays at 1230 Eastern Time, I go live with card readings. Um, free card readings. I don't require anything. So just come in, say hi, let me know you want a reading, and I will give you one. This past Monday, right. I was on and for two hours. <laughs> yeah, she's it, crazy. Just, it just people. kept going. It was crazy. It just kept going. <laughs> and with that, I'm going to tell her, say goodnight, Whitney. All right. I'm not going to say that because you thought I was going to. Didn't you? I did. You were supposed to say goodnight, Whitney. <laughs> I know. I didn't do it. Uh, you're not the boss of me. Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm older than you. I tell you what to do. Uh, okay. So thank you. We appreciate you being here. Anything else? I, no. Okay. All right. Thanks for being here, friends and family, because uh, you guys are all like family. Uh, yeah. Have a great Beltane, and we'll be back next week with a new episode. 
And until then, stay magical. Good night. Bye. Bye.